Hello, Screamer, and welcome to Scream Stream, your weekly spoiler-free guide to horror entertainment. I'm James Gass. If you're new to the show, what I do is review a horror movie from one of the various streaming services, spoiler-free, of course. I also cover horror news, video games, and new releases of the week. You can find Scream Stream in Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Overcast, and anywhere else great podcasts are served. If you'd like to support ScreamStream, head over to ScreamPod.com and click the Donate via PayPal button. Any contribution you'd like to make will help me keep this show going. I would greatly appreciate that. Any little bit helps. And if you do make a contribution, I will mention your name on the next episode. So please head over to ScreamPod.com and hit that Donate button. Welcome to the show. I hope you have had a great new year. Pretty good so far. We're just one day into 2018, and I've had a pretty good day. I hope you have as well. Uh, This week, I'm going to be reviewing The Autopsy of Jane Doe, and I'm going to give you the new releases. I'm not going to cover news, but I will cover a few horror films that I received for Christmas and one that I did buy over the Christmas break. I know that other podcasts have been doing their top tens for the year, I'm not going to be doing that this year because since I started Scream Stream so late, I didn't focus on watching as many horror films as I could. If I was to do my own top 10 list, it would probably consist of the 10 horror films that I saw that released this year. So it would be very, very short. And since I just started the show in October, I didn't really focus on watching as many new horror films as I possibly could. But next year, I probably will do my top 10. So hopefully you stick around for that. So let's get into the review of The Autopsy of Jane Doe. So the way I had to watch this film, I couldn't rent it anywhere. Uh, I had to sign up for a seven-day free trial to Showtime through uh, Amazon, their little Amazon channels or whatever. So I had to sign up for a seven-day free trial just to watch the movie because it's not available to rent through Amazon. It's not available to rent through Vudu or any other service. And I think we're starting to see a lot of that with movies uh, on streaming services, like the license, the way licenses is is done. uh, It it makes it hard to watch films because you either have to buy them because you can't rent them because they're either on a premium channel or, or some other, uh, streaming service exclusively, and that makes it a little frustrating. So I'm kind of starting to lean more towards physical discs and going to like Redbox and stuff. But let's get into the review. So this was written by Ian Goldberg and Richard Nang, and it was directed by Andre Ovredal. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm probably not, and I do apologize. <laughs> and this stars Brian Cox, Emil Hirsch, Ophelia Lovabond and Olwyn Catherine Kelly, who played Jane Doe, the, the corpse. And for a brief plot synopsis, Cox and Hirsch play father and son coroners who receive a mysterious homicide victim with no apparent cause of death. As they attempt to identify the young, beautiful Jane Doe, quote unquote, they discover increasingly bizarre clues that hold the key to her terrifying secrets. Let me start off with the acting. The acting in the film was actually really well done. Uh, Brian Cox, I'm a fan of his. I always like any character that he plays. You know, he was in the ring 
and he played the gentleman who ran the farm, I think. Uh, Naomi Watts' character went on the ferry to go see him. Uh, he lives on that island or whatever. Uh, so he doesn't. He hasn't done like a whole lot of horror, but I have seen him in other things, and he is a great actor. As for Amelia, Emil Hirsch, the only thing that I've seen him in other than this was Into the Wild, and I thought he was great. That was a really good movie, and I thought his his acting skills they were on point uh, in that film, and I really liked his character in this one. So he played Austin who was the son of Tommy, who was the owner of the morgue. And so both of these actors did great jobs with their characters, and I really found their characters interesting, and I thought they were well-written, the way they interacted with each other. Uh, they just had a really cool on-screen chemistry. And Ophelia Lovabond played Emma, who was Austin's girlfriend. She didn't have like a whole lot of screen time, but... When she was on screen, she did a really good job. Sometimes you can just tell when somebody's just going to be a really bad actor. Uh, but she did a really good job at her character, and I felt that her character was believable. Uh, so there you go. And, of course, Olwyn Kelly, who played Jane Doe, all she really did was lay on a table, and I can't really judge her because she didn't do anything. I can say that she stayed really still. So in that sense, she did a great job. Now, overall, the story I thought was really well written. There's a bit of supernatural mystery, and it's really creepy. The vibe is really creepy. And it's not just, uh, hey, a bunch of stuff happens. It starts small with a radio, and just as they're about to cut into Jane Doe, all these creepy things happen, and it it really goes downhill from there. Uh, every time they cut into her, every time they remove an organ, they find a new clue as to who she is. And I thought that was really interesting, the way they sort of unraveled this mystery. And even though it was sort of this murder mystery with a supernatural uh, effect around it, it was still a creepy movie, and it was pretty scary. Now, what I liked was they didn't use like a whole lot of jump scares. Those were used sparingly and just at the right moments. Most of it was pure suspense. The way horror films used to be done, where you didn't have just cheap jump scares to scare your audience, you had really suspenseful moments that led up to these little climaxes that really drove home that fear. Uh, and I thought they really, they did a really good job at that. And I enjoy that a lot. Uh, so I think that lent itself to the story and just made the story that much more intriguing. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a well-written film. You know, a lot of times when you watch supernatural horror, there's a lot of exposition they want to tell you everything step by step as to what's happening. And it kind of makes me feel like the filmmakers think we're stupid and we're not, we're, we really aren't. You don't have to explain every little thing. And I like the way that this movie didn't do that. They felt like they didn't have to do that. And I really appreciated that uh, visually. The film was stunning. 
it looked really good. The lighting they used, the color palettes that they used created this real creepy vibe down in the basement of the house uh, where the morgue was set up. It looked really good. It felt claustrophobic. Uh, it was just really creepy uh, the way they had everything set up and the way the shots were set up and, and the way the camera moved around the, the set. I thought they did a really good job at that. Uh, and as far as special effects, you know, I don't know if there's a whole lot of, of CGI. I didn't notice it. So I think majority of everything was done practically. And the special effects looked really good. I mean, they looked spot on. Everything looked super realistic, even down to like the most minute details. There's a scene where like a fly was coming out of her nose. And man, that was like one of the creepiest things I've seen. It was just, it gives you goosebumps just watching it. So I think overall, I really enjoyed this film. On IMDb, it currently has a 6.8, and I think that's low. I would give this film at least a 7.5 or almost an 8. I thought it was just really well done. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm kind of glad I went through all the, the hassle just to watch it. Uh, would I own it? I don't know. The Blu-ray is on Amazon for 9 bucks. You can buy the standard digital version on Amazon for $12.99. So if you do want to own it, I would go with Blu-ray because it is cheaper. I don't know if I would own it. I think watching it once was, was good enough for me. I don't know if it would be one of those films where I would just want to watch it every now and then. Because uh, there are some films that I, uh, that I do have. I do like to watch every now and then. Uh, but I don't know if this is one of them. But it's still a really good film. So I highly recommend that you check it out. If you want to watch it digitally, do like the Showtime seven-day free trial like I did. You can just cancel before you get charged. And just on a, a, a note about that, I think that's really frustrating for us as consumers. You know, we just want to rent a movie and, and just stream it. And I think the way licensing or licenses are being handled now, it's making it more difficult for us to be able to just watch a movie. I don't want to have to sign up for or subscribe to HBO streaming or Showtime streaming or Star streaming just to watch a movie one time. I just want to be able to rent it. And because the way these licenses are done, you can't do that. You either have to buy it or get this channel. And I find it really frustrating. It's starting to push, it's starting to push me back more towards physical media. And I think that's really sad. I, something needs to be done with that. Uh, I, I just think it's frustrating for all of us. And that's really all I want to say about that. I, drag, I digress. So before I get into what's new on streaming, I want to talk about a few films that I got during the Christmas holiday. Uh, for Christmas, my wife gave me the collector's edition of Dawn of the Dead, and this was done by Scream Factory. And this is actually one of my favorite horror films. The opening sequence or the, the opening sequence and the title sequence are like my favorite sequences of any horror film. And I think the Johnny Cash song really helps out with that. <laughs> I think if they used any other song other than um, When the Man Comes Around by Johnny Cash, it'd be a completely different story. But as it is, man, that's, those are like my favorite opening and, and title sequences ever. Uh, the film is, is great. The Blu-ray 
Scream Factory did a 2K transfer from the original 35 millimeter print, and it looked absolutely phenomenal. It's a two disc set, and on the second disc, it's a lot of uh, special effects featurettes and on how they created the zombies and did makeup and did exploding heads and all this other cool stuff. And on the first disc, it's more about like the making of interviews with the actors and interview with Zack Snyder and James Gunn who wrote it a really cool disc set. And you can pick that up on Amazon. I think it's like 21 99, but I would really recommend you pick up that Blu-ray, especially if you like uh, Dawn of the dead. Again, it's one of my favorite films. Uh, I do recommend that one. Uh, and then I got Get Out on Blu-ray. It's a standard disc. There's not a whole lot of features, but the the film looks really good in high-definition format. Looks really nice. That's one of my favorite horror films of all time now, uh, especially of 2017 for, for sure. That's up there with like my top two horror films of, of 2017 that I've seen. Uh, I think that one's for nine bucks on Amazon. So go and check that one out. And then a Blu-ray that I bought was, I talked about this on the last episode, was Scream Factory's collector's edition of Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's an amazing disc. Uh, they did a 4K transfer and it looked stunning. I mean, it was a great looking transfer. And it's also a two two disc set. On the second disc is the unrated version. And to complete the film, you know, they had to do parts of it in VHS format. It's still widescreen, but it, it doesn't look as good as the HD uh, or the 4K transfer. They had to, to insert um, standard definition footage, but it doesn't really look that bad. It's not like, oh, no, this looks horrible and I can't finish the film. It's nothing like that. It still looks really good. I love that movie. I remember watching it when I was a kid and there's a lot of really good special features on that disc as well. There's like a 45 minute documentary with the actor who played Billy with the writers and some of the producers and things like that. A really good documentary on how it got to be made. I do recommend that film. There's also uh, interviews with some other cast members. There's a featurette where uh, they share some of the letters that, angry parents and teachers wrote in uh, talking about how much they hated the film and thought it should be banned. Uh, some really interesting information on those featurettes. And I do recommend that that is also from scream factory. Uh, and that one's uh, yeah, I got that for almost 21 99 on Amazon. And I had some, some Amazon points that I used towards that. So uh, I think I got it for 18 bucks, but I really recommend that one as well, especially if you like Christmas horror. I think that one is like one of my top Christmas horror films. So there's just a few films that I got during the Christmas season. Now let's move into new releases. Let me start with physical releases. And these are also available digitally from Amazon as well or Vudu or wherever you buy your, your digital films. Uh, first up is Flatliners, the remake. I don't plan on watching this. I've already heard how terrible it was. Uh, next is From Hell to the Wild West. I've heard a little bit about this movie. I don't know. It's it's probably not something I'm going to see unless it gets on Netflix or, or Shudder. Uh, Jeepers Creepers 3. I've heard mixed reviews about that one. And I do want to see it. And hopefully it'll come to Netflix soon. I know it's on Sci-Fi Channel now. So maybe I'll get around to watching that one. 
uh, Mayhem from Joe Lynch. I really want to watch this one. I've heard some really great things about it. Hopefully that'll be on Netflix soon, uh, but it is now on Blu-ray 4K and uh, you can buy it on Amazon or rent it on Amazon as well. Uh, Night World. This is one with Robert England. I don't know a whole lot about it. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I might, I might actually watch this one. And The Unraveling, again, don't know much about that one, uh, but it did look interesting just from the cover art. Uh, on Amazon for streaming, it is now available. You can't rent it, but you can buy it for like, I think it's like $14.99. And you know what? Actually, I don't know if it's available for rent or not. No, it's just available for purchase. Uh, the standard definition version is $14.99 and the HD version is $19.99. I would probably hold out for the Blu-ray. I guarantee it's going to be cheaper that way. Uh, on Netflix, there's a few new movies added. Uh, King Kong from 2005. This was Peter Jackson's remake of the original King Kong. Uh, Ghost House, which I do want to watch. It's about a couple who goes to Japan, I think. And essentially, they inherit a ghost. Uh, from the trailer, it looked pretty good. And I've heard some mixed reviews. So I'll, I'll give that a shot and see if it's any good. Uh, Super Dark Times, I've heard about this one. I did not watch a trailer. Uh, I might watch this one, I'm not real sure. Uh, and The Exorcism of Emily Rose, I watched this one a while back, like a few years ago, and I remember liking that movie quite a bit. Uh, I might review that one for a later episode. And then on Shudder, we have It Stains the Sand Red. And I have to say, I started watching that, and I gave up 40 minutes in, because it just could not hold my interest. I tried, I really did, and it just didn't do it for me. Um, I don't know, it, it just, something about it, I just think it probably would have been better as a short film, maybe. I don't know. Try it and see. It's on Shutter. It's also on Showtime's streaming service channel thing. Uh, so give it a shot if you have Shutter. If you don't have Shutter, I do recommend that you go and get their free trial uh, or just sign up for Shutter because it's freaking amazing. It's a great service. Uh, also new on Shutter is Frailty. This was with Bill Paxson, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Powers Booth, and Lucas Q. That was a really good movie. And, I, you know, I watched it years ago when it first came out, uh, and I do really want to watch that one again. Uh, and I I will actually be watching that one again, and I'll probably do a review of it. And then also Pi. Pi is like a really weird film. Uh, I don't know if you might have seen it. It's been around for a while, and it's kind of like this, just this weird, obscure indie film. I liked it. I thought it was good. It was directed by Darren Aronofsky. It's one of the only films of his that I actually liked, and that reminds me Mother is Out now, too, uh, which I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I might. We'll see what happens with that so that's it for new releases and that is also it for this week's episode of scream stream i hope you enjoyed it uh, i do want to remind you that the archive is now up on the website if you head over to screampod.com slash extras you will find all the not all of them uh, i'm releasing a new archived episode every week and this is from scream streams original run from 2014 to 2015 and right now, I think I have seven episodes up, and I try to get at least one every Saturday. I'll release a new episode, but check that out over at screenpod.com slash extras. 
and hope you enjoy that as well. Just to give you a little bit of extra content throughout your week. And I will be doing uh, some extra like behind the scenes recording uh, and putting those up there as well. You'll also get a, an RSS feed. Those that's not going to be in iTunes or or any other sort of podcatcher app, but you will get. I do have an RSS feed up there that you can copy and paste into, you know, Apple Podcasts or Pocket Cast or whatever you use. So go up there and check that out on the website. So if you'd like to keep keep up with me outside the podcast, you can do so at screenpod.com where you can find links to all of my social media profiles. Uh, I'm on Twitter at James Gas. On Instagram, I use Instagram a lot now. Uh, I'm at James Gas, also at ScreamStream. So you can follow me over there. You can subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcatcher and get the show notes for each episode. You can also drop me a line with comments and suggestions to ScreamStreamCast at gmail.com. Remember, ScreamStream is listener supported and you can support the podcast through PayPal over at ScreamPod.com. Just hit that donate button. Give as little or as much as you like because every little bit helps me to keep the show going. It helps pay for uh, hosting, uh, MP3 hosting, as well as website hosting. Uh, and any any amount that you can contribute would greatly help me out. And I would uh, appreciate that so very much. Uh, if you have a movie you'd like me to review, hit me up on either social media or go to screenpod.com slash contact, that little contact form. Uh, remember to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, uh, anywhere that you can get podcasts. Music for ScreamStream was created by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. And until next week, I'm James Gass saying, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night. Good night.